Are you really just going to start recording like that? That's how we're going to live our lives now. Just without rules, without times, without information. We're not handling this we in any... We listen to the Mortal this Kombat This isn't theme very tune. professional. I know we listen to my favourite And the moment songs, we were hyped up, but, I hit oh, record. I'm so hyped up. So hyped up, I'm going to tell a story about my week. How has your week been first? Let's, let's get the personal stuff out of the way. Because I know I ask you every day, how was work? How's stuff going? But let's find out now. Let's really get down to the deep down of it. How are you doing right now and emotionally? Alright. Only emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. If you were a Mortal Kombat character, which one would you be? This is a new BuzzFeed quiz I'm working on, but I just want your answer. I don't want any of the questions. I don't know. Palette Swap Scorpion? You think you'd be Palette Swap Scorpion? You'd be Reptile? Or Sub-Zero? Or, or uh, Noobsabut? Noobsabut. Yeah. Any of them. Who knows? Any of them. Yeah. Do you know who I'd be? Who do you think I'd be? Dan from Street Fighter. Very close. I'd actually be Liu Kang because I've already got the hair. All oh, right. I don't know if you remember Liu Kang from the movie Street Fighter. Robin Chu. Robin Chu, but he had hair very similar to the hair I have now. Robin Chu's a very well-respected choreographer in fighting. He's a very sexy man. Yeah. Takes his top off a lot in that movie. Yeah. And does the whole does in the whole Death Race two thousand. What? Yeah, he was in Death Race two thousand. Oh, he was. He had a shaved head though. Yeah, and he was in uh, Legends of Chung Li as well. Was he? He Who? played Gen. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's so, legit. This week I've had some interesting stuff happen. They haven't. I've adopted a rat. Oh, yeah, custard. Custard cream. Yeah. He's living in my room now. Yeah. Terrified of people. Yeah, he's, he's happy with me around. He sniffed my fingers. Did he? You shouldn't yeah. put your fingers in the cage. I don't put, put my fingers in the cage. They're outside the cage. Oh, okay. Just don't put them I too him close him to the cage because he does bite. He has a nibble. He yeah. loves a nibble. But he's very sweet. He's very you sweet Stop looking. putting your dick in there. I will never stop putting my dick in there. The, the holes are so small, it's like a challenge. I have to try. Um, but anyway, it's so... It's not a It's not a challenge right now. Um, so anyway, this week I also um, killed a man. That's happened Sweet. now. Awesome. So I'm admitting to murder. Sweet, good. In the streets, yeah. My former self. Mm-hmm. So this is clone Matt. This is Matt 2.0, technically. Just like the program Jake 2.0. But without the power over mechanical devices. He's going for the devices. So, you know how eventually everyone comes to that point in their life where a wizard says, who is your best self? And when was your best self around? And you have to answer and you say like, oh, okay, before I was 18, before I was introduced to alcohol, you know, or before I was legally allowed to purchase alcohol, I was my best self. And he goes, challenge thyself. And then you fight. And then whoever, you know, wins gets to live. I just, if I knew the criteria beforehand, I'd just like, you know, You'd say your worst self to trick him. Pick a baby me. You you beat a baby you to death. Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't say. I'm not messing with timelines here. It's not like literally baby me from the past. I mean, is it? Well, I mean, if it was, then I'd beat it to death, and that would stop me existing. But if it's not, no, I don't, it's it's a, like a it's like a replicant. I would have a lot of questions that need to be answered about the how we're doing this. What would what? It's a wizard. So what would what would your question be What's for the name? wizard? With the wizard's name, yeah, Gruffalopagus. Gruffalopagus. What yeah. else do they call him? Senior Gruffalopagus. What else is he known as? Senior Hernandez Gruffalopagus. I'm going to say Tim. Tim. Oh, some Jim. people call me. No, Tim. he retired years ago. Once the Monty Python films stopped doing so well, they retired oh. him. But uh, so anyway, so he came forward. He said, "Who was your best self?" And I said, "Me." Five minutes ago, before I got into this stupid conversation, little did I know. There's me, exactly the same. So we were in a battle of battle of wits. Now, see, the one thing that... It's a very short battle. Well, you know, that's, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, so um, so the me that I had to fight was me from five minutes ago. 
I had the knowledge of five minutes against him and it really, well, it didn't work out too well because, you know, just, he seduced me yeah. and then slit my throat. Oh. So, apparently five minutes before that moment I had a knife and I was able to take, well, anyway, so this is me now with the power of not knowing what happened in those five minutes up to the point where I was drawn back into the, into life and uh, fought myself and fucked myself. Technically, it was a really sincere and loving masturbation session. Nice. Um, who's going first this week? I believe it's you, Ant. Is it me? Is it not? I don't know. Did you not check? Wait. Shall I check now? Well, we're live on the air. I believe it's you, buddy. I'm almost 100% sure it's you. But whilst that's happening, let's filibuster a little bit. Did you hear about the man who tried to uh, filibuster today in Parliament? against a? He's a menomist in Parliament. Oh, no, yeah, he does that all the time. I know, because he's a cunt. But anyway... What was his name? Phil something. Uh, cunt McFucker. Fucking cunt yeah, yeah. McFucking fucklips. He doesn't um, like women. He does that all the time. No, he hates women. Which yeah. I don't understand. He's I, a Tory. I, yeah, yeah. So, of course. But I thought that was reserved for you, Kip. No, no, no. No, Tories are... Notorious cunts. The worst. Do you ever get annoyed if you have a slight... Well, do you, do you ever get asked if you voted Tory? No. I got asked if I voted Tory. Why would you, why, Someone uh, called me Tory boy because they assumed that I voted Tory. But you're not wearing a tweed jacket. I'm also not a cunt. Um, but I mean, that's debatable. Were you drinking gin and tonic at the time? No. No? Were you asking a small brown person to clean your shoes? Uh, no. Uh, no. Where did they get the Tory thing from then? No idea. Uh. But uh, it was quite upsetting. Quite upsetting. Um... Why the fuck would there need to be two trains going to... Why are you looking at trains? You're supposed to be looking up what... Who started the last episode of Crit Apocalypse? Yeah, it was you. No, it was me, sorry. I did silence, so it's your turn. <sighs> sorry, we're not that well organised here, are we? Well, that's why I asked you to find out earlier. No, you didn't ask me earlier. <sighs> Don't fucking like... No, I even got notes ready. Notes? Yeah, I got right. notes. Got notes this week. All right. Because I did my research. I didn't do my research. I watched and played some games. Yeah. But I... Fuck yourself. Uh, buddy, that's what friends are for. Right, okay. <laughs> oh, God. It's so, so cripplingly sad. That's good. That's good. Look at this Godzilla shirt that I was going to buy. That's, you can't listen on a podcast. People can't. I know, I know that. Let, see that. Explain this to people. That's a pretty cool shirt, right? Mm. You like that? It's got Godzilla, and below it, it says chicken noodle soup. It says Gajira. It doesn't say Gajira. You don't speak... No, you fooled me last time we did this. I'm not fooling for it again. But anyway, once I... Never mind. On to your first review, Ant. What are you reviewing? I don't know. Um, let's see. What, what have, have I done, done this the week? last couple of weeks? Have you eaten any sandwiches? Uh, no. In fact, I should probably take the cheese out of the fridge. That's probably gone off by now, since the last time I ate a sandwich was a few weeks ago. Okay, so... I played Star Wall, Star Wall, yeah, a multiplayer game where you like play a space narwhal. Narwhals, if you don't know, are like manatee things that have like a big old tooth out the top of their head, like, it's like actually a unicorn. Hair. It's actually hair. Did you know this? It's actually a narwhal. It's actually hair. It's like a. It's not a bone. It's not like a horn. It's, it's hair. Pretty stabby. Yeah, but narwhals, narwhals don't actually. Okay, well, I don't know why I'm I'm doing narwhal facts, but. 
The narwhal horn isn't actually a horn. It's it's well on a Star Wars, it's a horn, and if you want it to be, it can be a lightsaber or a sword. It can be all sorts of things because you can customize your Star Wars. And what happens is you're in an arena, and there's all sorts of arenas. Some of them have hazards in there. Some of them have like ice bricks in the way. Some of them move around, and your aim is to hit your opponent's heart, which is located on the underside on their belly. And your controls are just a simple left and right to rotate and X to launch yourself in a direction. And it's it's kind of super frantic and fun. I really enjoyed it. There's going to be a video on 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 the Mellow Gaming channel at some point. There you go. So narwhals are toothed whales, and the horn of the male can grow as long as eight and a half feet. The unusual features of left canine tooth of the male, which breaks through the upper lip of the male, blah 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 blah. blah. But anyway, unlike most mammal teeth, the horn of the narwhal is not protected by enamel. Oh. So it's not it's not that it's hair or something. It's that it's What's not the protected. Yeah. That must be raw. That's really hurt, right? It must be like a nerve ending. Yeah, it probably goes dull after a while, doesn't it, though? Yeah, and also you've got to you've got to think like the human body, skin, you know, our skin. If you had to remove that and then shoot UV onto the area where the skin's been removed, your body will heal up and cover it with new skin. That... That's silly. Well, anyway. Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> it's really fun. It's like crazy. It kind of has that towerful, like frantic action you know multiplayer fun game you get loads of little like the game slows down whenever someone's um, tip is about to tap someone's sword and part and all that sort of stuff Um, so you get this like when it slows down you can do some fine adjustments to your angling to try and angle your dangle into that heart as quick as you can Um, lots of piercing action Um, there's other modes in there as well there's ones where you have to like tap a thing to take over a little area and you'll, all of you will be fighting over that area. Um, but yeah, it's a crazy good amount of fun and I think I think more people should play it. It's free on, free on PlayStation Plus right now, which will probably be over like a day after I put this up on SoundCloud. So there's that. Because that's what friends are for. But, um, yeah, really, really good. Excellent fun. Cool. Yeah, multiplayer, one to four players. Um, local only. I don't think there's an online multiplayer, I don't think. No. But um, who cares about online multiplayer, man? It's not the best way to play multiplayer. You sit together and you play. Stop looking on Facebook when you're supposed to be being a professional. I am being a professional. I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm absorbing that information. I'm responding when required. But you're making a very good point that your idea of multiplayer isn't online because you're an old man. Fuck you, Grandpa. I'm sorry, I'm kidding. I just got angry at myself. Stop more than playing anything. on Facebook. I've right. stopped. Okay. Of course I've stopped. You well, can't play on Facebook anyway. You, you don't understand how it works. Fuck, you just don't get it. Do you mind not vibrating my microphone? Yeah. Review a thing, you cock. My first review this week is going to be Moana. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So that's a film made by Disney. Don't think it's made by Pixar. That's no, a Disney one. Yeah. yeah. Um, what can I say about Moana? It's not insufferable. I don't hate it. I enjoyed it. Oh, well done. There are... Two good songs. There's probably more than two. There are two good songs. Um, one is sung by... Um, God, what's the name of the guy from Flight of the Concords? The Rock. The Rock sings one. Yeah. He sings one called You're Welcome. Oh. It's a very catchy little ditty. Oh. Um, and I enjoyed that very much. Mm. Um and then the other one is... I didn't like the title track very much. Moana sings it. 
That's because you don't like girls. No, that's not why. It's because I've heard it a lot without seeing the movie and didn't realise where it came from. Is it the one that goes, um, let it go, let it go? No, that is... But it is essentially the let it go of this film. All right. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to hear the kids outside screaming that. Yeah. Yeah, Um, There's another song called I'm Shiny, which is sung by um, the guy who played the villain in Men in Black 3. Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement, that's it. Uh, it's called I'm Shiny. Right. And in the way that many Jermaine Clement songs do, because he seems to emulate him, it's David Bowie-esque. Mm. Um, and it's really good. I really liked it very much. I would uh, recommend it on the basis of those two songs alone, because the scenes in which they're in are spectacular. Um, the You're Welcome song, it's basically Dwayne The Rock Johnson just going like, oh, I brought you fire. So you're welcome for me doing that for your, you know, your species. It's like the, you never had a friend like me. No, no, it's a little bit. I'm the best. It's a little bit, but it's obviously, it's grandstanding, but he actually is the one responsible for these things. Yeah. Um, And uh, your shiny is, um, Jermaine Clement plays a giant crab that's obsessed with putting treasure on its shell. And so, uh, and so every so often there's like a really sinister breakdown and it's all minor chords and it's all quite dreary and angry. And then it goes, um, and it just cuts into like this, this, I'm shiny. <laughs> like that. Nice. It's incredible. Um, but the whole, the whole film is standard Disney fare in terms of it's a person, um, not listening to the naysayers of the world and rising up to be their own person and to do their own thing and, and, and show everyone that, that they can be more, be more than, you know, what people expect. Can they let it go? They can let it go. Yeah. But, um, all in all, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all. I didn't expect to. I, I put off watching it for so long. Yeah, it's because you're a cynical old fart and you hate kids stuff. No, because I hated, I hated Frozen. Of course, I, of course. I didn't mind, I didn't mind Tangled. Tangled's so great. Didn't mind Tangled. And then I watched Frozen and I hated Frozen so fucking much. I mm. don't know what it is about Frozen, but the whole thing seems very sinister. Mm. Um, and also it was really stupid. <laughs> and little girls are stupid because they're like shit. And any woman who watched that and went, oh, this is great for little women, is a fucking idiot. Um, but Moana, she's she's a heroine. She's she's fucking, she loves it. She goes out there, she adventures. She says, oh, right, that's it. Fuck it, I'm taking this boat and I'm going. There's a really nice, um, there's a nice way that they've peppered in the idea of tattoos and symbolism in the Maori culture. I think it's Maori. Maori? Yeah, it's Hawaiian, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, but there's a nice way they've peppered that information in there in a digestible way. So they're not completely neglecting the tattoos and what they mean and, and like. So they go on about how they all wrestlers, like literally no. all of them. No, um, there's a few standout characters. Um, Moana herself, she's good. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Johnson's character is charismatic, but like, he's just Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you know. Of course he is. You yeah. don't hire the Rock to not. I know, the rock. but you know, like how he doesn't ever play a character. He is just. The Rock. You love a Rock Johnson. I like him. He's good. Um, I liked it more than Frozen, mm-hmm. but less, more than Tangled, I'd say. Outrageous. Um, and the imagery in it is spectacular at times. The, better be all that money they throw into these CG films these days. The best thing about it is that more than Frozen or Tangled or any of those other Disney movies, they really, really make the sea seem like a godlike entity, but they do it in a way that doesn't make you constantly think, oh, look, there's this Death Ex Machina. It's just like, it's, it's more like, oh, look, this is incredible scenery. And almost like it's, it's a, it's a tiny part of it that's, 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 um, 
that's uh, alive. That's really good. I just burnt out a little bit there. I give it a strong James Spader. James Spader. No, I'm uh, no, I'm going back on that. Kevin Spacey. Are you at Kevin Spacey? Mm. Kevin Spacey and Pay It Forward. Crazy Kevin Spacey. No, Kevin Spacey and Pay It Forward. Oh, when he's all like, I got scars. Oh. You got scars. On and then my I laugh body. when Harry Joe Osmond gets killed. Because my daddy burned me with a cigar. What's that thing with Harry Joe Osmond gets killed by the other kid in the school? Was there anything in the film that was foreshadowing that? Haley Joel Osmond saved a homeless man. And that homeless man was molesting the child that stabbed him. But it wasn't that that caused it all to kick off. The homeless man then slept with a lady that was was having an affair with the husband of the child. Because the husband of the child was no longer getting sex, he became irritated, started beating the child. But it wasn't that that triggered it all off. The lady that was saved on the bridge by the homeless man by the pay it forward... Turns out that she was the psychiatrist for the father, and because she was suddenly happy and not suicidal, she was no longer giving the same life-affirming message. She suddenly was positive in her own existence and distracted, thus not paying the proper attention to her her poor clients. But it wasn't even that that set the kid off, because the dad was still beating him. you got to remember this at the time. No, what actually happened was that after he saved the woman who was going to kill herself and they had coffee... The, one of the diners was also paying it forward and gave them a free meal because he saw the homeless guy and the lady doing something nice. Give him a free meal. That free meal was overheard by a man who made very, very nice knives for children and he thought to himself, oh, fuck it, that's a good idea. I'm going to pay it forward and gave that kid a knife and said, pay it forward, kid. And the kid thought, I'm going to give Haley Joel Osmond this knife as a show of peace. Let me get it out of the thing so I can see how good it is and then accidentally stabbed him. So basically, don't do anyone any favours. No, 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 pay it forward. No, you do anything Always good Always stab Haley Joel Osment. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That was paying it forward. He's got a very small face. Like, his adult he's face. He's doing it right now. It's actually pretty good. His he's... face just stays the same size. Been, his head I've got been, very big. I've been enjoying his stuff recently. I watched Tusk and stuff, and I didn't he was mind good it. as Mac in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good joke. That was a good joke. Have you watched the most recent episodes of Always Sunny? No, because I don't have I don't pirate stuff off the don't internet. Don't pirate it. You just pay the online I'm not streaming service. Pay an online streaming service. And you just watch it. Ugh. You go through the official channels, but you just watch it for an online. Um, there's a great joke about an exercise bike that needs to be seen. All oh, right, I'll I'll see it when it comes to Netflix. <sighs> eventually. So yeah, so I give it Kevin Spacey from Pay It Forward, the film Pay It Forward. Hmm. Great movie. Haley Joel Osment stabbed. Spoilers. Helen Hunt finds love again. That's when the, Jim Caviezel de-Jesuses. That's when he gets stabbed and then the girl's like, where's his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. <laughs> Do you want to know the actual reason he gets stabbed? His friend's being bullied. He fucking deserves it. No, his friend's being bullied so he pays it forward to two people. It's um, it's Kevin Spacey. Hashtag paid forward. <laughs> it's hashtag It's Jim Caviezel as the homeless guy and Kevin Spacey's the teacher. He pays it forward to those two and then his third pay it forward is he's going to help the kid who's being bullied. Mm. And at the end, he's like, he's read, like he's written his, his essay to tell his teacher and the teacher's read and he's crying and he's like, I love Helen Hunt. 
give me some of that Helen Hunt magic. And mm. she's like, I accept you with all your scars and shit and trailer trash. I don't care. I fuck Jim Caviezel. He's pretty hot. Um, and then Hayley Joelsman sees his friend being bullied. He's riding his bike and he's like, I'm going to stop the bullies. And he's riding his bike and he rides it into one of the bullies and then starts trying to fight them and then is immediately met with the sharp end of a fucking knife. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, it's pretty brutal as well, if I remember. The kid goes for like several lunges into him. He says it. Like, you know, fuck. And then at the end, there's a there's a vigil where everybody holds up a thing. But do you remember as well, the dad comes back and he's still useless and then Jim Caviezel's like, you're useless! And he's like, you're homeless! And he's like, fair play. Fair play, yeah, that's true. Fair play. Yeah. 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 But that's Pay It Forward, the movie Pay It from, from 2001. Just after The Sixth Sense. Oh, right. Yeah. Do you remember Hayley Joel Osment in... Uh... No. Uh, there's a movie about him and his, his him and his old uncles played by Robert Duvall and... Um, and uh um, is it getting even with Michael Kane and they had lines oh. <laughs> do you not remember this no oh shit and he was like a teenager but he was still skinny teenager it wasn't until he got older that he became was he all cross-eyed fat dad bad dad yeah he's put on some weight fat dad bad dad hashtag hashtag pay it forward oh. <laughs> so you're done yeah okay well I'm gonna review <laughs> Professional. Um, chime Sharp. Chime Chime Sharp. That years and years and years and years ago, in the space year of 2010, the sequel to the film 2001. Yeah. Stop playing on your computer. No, no, I was just going to check something. Um, there's a game got released on Xbox 360 called Chime, and it was like made for non profit. It was like a charity thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like Lumines. Like you have like a grid, and there's a line going along that represents the music. Oh, I saw your video of this. On, it's done in time for the music. Yeah. And you put the pieces down, you're like Tetris looking pieces, but they're not Tetris pieces because you have to pay Tetris company money if they are, so they have to be slightly different shapes. Um, and you basically make squares and rectangles, and the bigger you make them, the more multiplier you get and the more points you get, and your aim is to cover as much of the grid as possible. Okay. So when you when the square's been eliminated, when you know you haven't made, when you fail to make a new combo on it in the time limit you have to make a new combo, it disappears and you've captured that part of the grid. Mm-hmm. So your aim is to capture as much as possible. Um, it's a really, really like clever little game. Plays, like I said, it plays a lot like Luminez. Luminez is more like you have the four blocks of different colours. Your aim is to make shapes in general with that. But this you have to stick to squares. Um, and the grids are funny shapes, so you can't just always just go and make a massive square that goes the whole way across the whole thing. No. Um, and obviously the shapes are so irregular and they're different on each stage that you can't really do that anyway. You're not going to get lucky like that. You need to plan it out rather so, than... So, yeah, you might have to try and balance multiple patterns at once and stuff like that. Um, it's got a really good soundtrack with stuff like Chipsall, Churches, uh, Kavinsky, stuff like that. And, you know, Kavinsky did that um, song that was got really popular from Drive. Oh, yeah, the, um, the, the chip one. Yeah, the that one. It's Kavinsky. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Um but yeah, it's got uh, music from Disaster... Has it got Disaster Piece? Yeah, it's got Disaster Piece, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No guys who did the music for it follows them. Good lads. Um, yeah, it was Disaster Piece. They released their vinyl recently, yeah. didn't they? But um, yeah, Chipsall tune on there, lovely. Looks like Chipsall. Chipsall's, Chipsall's good. Hmm. Old Neve Houston. Um, she makes some crazy little beats. She's the music for Interstellaria and um, Super Hexagon. Mm. The thing about... Okay... The thing about um, thing about the thing you just said, <laughs> right? 
The thing about Super Hexagon is the game's perfect. The game is great, but they shouldn't have put it on mobile phones. It is on mobile phones. They, they shouldn't have put it on mobile phones. It's perfect for mobile phones. No. It's entirely designed to be played in very short bursts. Ugh. And you said, you've got to have headphones in. Oh. If you haven't got headphones in, you're not playing it That's right. That's probably why I'm not playing it right. If you're not playing it with the music, then you're not playing it right at all. Mm. You freakazoid. You're welcome. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. But, um, yeah. Um, uh. There's a bunch of little extra modes in there. The game's not, like, massive or anything. It was done for... Um, they did a Kickstarter ages ago for it. Or an Indiegogo, one of the two. Um, and it, it sort of just managed to get past its target. And their plan was to do another spin-off game called Chime Flat, which was going to be like a sort of pixel art version of the game. Yeah. With like chip tunes only. Mm-hmm. Um, and that never kicked off. Um, and I think the 16 songs that are in the game are like, I think they had a stretch goal just to hit that many songs or something like that. Oh. Um, but so there's only got like, it's quite a small thing. Um, you could easily sell extra songs for this sort of game, but I don't think they're going to. Um, it's been on Steam for about a year now because it was on early access for a while. Mm. Um, started off with just six songs and they added them as they went along. Um, it's just come out on PS4 and it's coming out on Xbox One today, actually, I think. Cool. On recording day, Friday. Yeah, Xbox One today. Um, but yeah, really solid, puzzly, cubey thing. If you like Luminez, you'll get right into it. Luminez? Luminez is great. For the PSP? PSP, Xbox 360, there was a mobile phone game. Ah. Yeah, there was a lot of Luminez games. Um, oh, yeah, actually, Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah, there's a really weird one Game Boy Advance, wasn't there? Like really like yeah. blip 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 something like that. Blip 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 Do you remember the Scorpion King game for the Game Boy Advance? No. Why it's would I have quite good? Why would I have played that it's quite good. ever? I completed it. Oh dear. You know who you, who was in Scorpion King? The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Which one? No, the sequels had um The sequels had didn't one of them had John Cena? No, no, the sequels had uh Robbie what was his name? Couture? What was it? Randy Couture. Randy Couture. Yeah, and Kurt Angle's in one of them. Yeah. Kurt Angle's in Scorpion King oh, 2. Oh, um, John Cena was in The Soldier, whatever it was, was it? He's in The Marine, the first one. He's not in the sequels, though. The second one's got, got The Miz. That shit. The third one's got um, Randy Orton, which is kind of funny, because Randy Orton um, famously um, got kicked out of the army for going AWOL, and, which is odd to cast it's a bit disrespectful, isn't it? You know, it's not America. as disrespectful as maybe taking Winston Churchill's home and putting Nazi flags on it, but... Look, right. Transformers pretty... can do what they want. They're their own economy now. <laughs> and then the fourth um, Marine film also stars The Miz. The Marine... John Cena. 12 Rounds, good film. 12 Rounds is a good film. It's got Robert mm, Patrick Andre, in it. It's basically a diehard film. Um, have you seen Sisters? No. John Cena is also in that with um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Oh, dear. Um, and he is, he is one of the highlights of that movie. It's actually very good. Um, him. He plays like a drug dealer, and, and not he's got like a weird tattoo that goes. Like, he's got like a snake tattoo that goes up half his face, down mm. his body, and down one arm. Yeah, and uh, and he is just he is great. He's also in um... Surfs Up Two Wave Mania. Is he? Yeah. Ah, oh, nice JC. No, he was in. Uh, he was in bloody. Um... <laughs> The film with... Trainwreck? Yeah, there you go. See? He was in that. It's good in that as well. Yeah. People like Johnny. Mm. Yeah. I like John Cena. He's no The Rock. <laughs> but he's all right. The difference between John Cena and The Rock is The Rock is very focused on a career and being in the media and what he does around the media. The Rock the... makes everything better. Yeah. 
the Undoubtedly. Way the, the way that The Rock works is I think that he's one of those people that if he were to go away for any length of time, he would just die. He needs it. But John Cena is someone that does so much charity work and he's such a highly intelligent individual that's constantly trying to up his game. Like Seeing him speak stuff like Cantonese hmm. is incredible because the way that he does it is so fluid. He's he is almost completely fluent in in Cantonese. Well, the people who speak Cantonese that is like he sounds like someone who's a bit dumb speaking Cantonese. Really? Like they're not quite nailing it, but he does better than most white people do. Because the way he the way he sort of says it, he does stop hmm. as if like someone who well, he's not getting. Not they first. said he's not getting the um, pronunciation right because the ah. thing is Cantonese. It's all the sounds and the vowels yeah. in it. But to me, I still find it astonishing that yeah. he could do it. In terms does of it off from memory, yeah, memorizes yeah. his lines in a foreign language. It's pretty impressive, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, he spoke some Cantonese at a WWE show when they did one in um, China. Yeah, it's like WWE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Pepsi Cola. Yeah. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> um, okay, you don't want your review, sorry. That's on TR. <laughs> All right, my second review this week is something I'm very excited for. I was looking forward to it, for but quite you haven't a seen while. it yet. I have. Well, how are you excited for it? I was very excited for You it. said, I am very excited. Oh, sorry. I was very excited Get to see. Get the right tense. Saw it today. Yeah. John Wick 2. Fuck you, you cunt. <laughs> spoilers abound. No, there won't be any spoilers. Spoiler. There sure. won't be any spoilers. Does John Wick shoot someone? He does shoot quite a few people. Oh, does the, oh sweet. I like that. So, John Wick 2 um, starts almost immediately after John, John Wick 1 finished. When he's rolling around on the floor with a bunch of dogs around him. <laughs> that's how John Wick 1 should have ended yeah. he should have gone into the pound opened all the doors and just lied there with the dogs going <laughs> so in John Wick 2 um, the only it starts off finishing up where the other one finished up and then he's sort of on the look for his car now um, someone take his car yeah because you know probably parked just car around the corner you know they stole his car they killed his dog stole his car oh yeah he never gets his yeah, car back never gets his car back yeah. got his car back that was a plot hole. But um, anyway, so we're introduced to the idea that um, there's more mythology going on than we realise. So um, you know how the idea was that he went into a place and he wanted to get out of the world of the assassins, hmm. um, the clandestine sort of thing that he was part of. Um, it turns out to do that, he had to take a blood a blood oath, and that blood oath essentially meant that he could leave, but if ever he came back, he would have to fulfil the kill... Um, Named by the person who was releasing him from his contract, from releasing him from the assassin world. Hmm. Um, so he, there's like a, they have like these silver things, and inside it's almost like a pocket watch, but slightly bigger and flatter. And it opens up, and in the center of this ornate thing is like a plain silver, um, plain silver coin, completely, completely clear, uh, but with a divider down the middle. And when it opens, there's a small spike that comes up the top. So all you do is you open it, you place your finger on the spike, and then you put a blood print on one side as a person stating I'm going to do this for you and in return for this you're going to release me but if I ever if ever it gets to the point where I break my part of this then I have to appease you in some way hand jobs yeah and in this film it turns out that one person wants him to fulfill a contract a headshot yeah (laughs) he wants to he wants him to fulfill a contract so he's given this contract that he has to fulfill um and there's sort of a double cross. I, I really don't want to spoil it for you. Because any any sort of any information I give you is going to sort of t- 
tell you what happens and you how. You don't have to tell the... That's what I keep saying. You don't have to tell the entire story. I know, but I only do it when it's a film I don't want people to see. No, you don't need to. But I want that's people to see John Wick, John Wick 2. But anyway, so we see... The, film like, the problem, there's, there's two issues with John Wick 2. It's a, I, I still recommend it. I recommend people go see it. If you like John Wick 1, you're going to really like John Wick 2. There are two problems I have with it. One is, in trying to deepen the mythology, there are both good and bad... Um, there are both good and bad repercussions. So some of the good stuff is that, you know, you find out about more people like the civilier who, civilier? Soy, Soviet. Um, anyway, John Serafino, which places, basically plays a person who's like a tasting, a tasting person. So he arranges meals and things. And he says like, oh, you know, much like a wine tester. Hmm. Um, and so John Wick comes along and he tells him what he wants. And then he basically gives him a weapon according to the, to what he's requested. Um, and that's a nice scene. Um, there's also a scene in which he goes to a tailor and the tailor puts in like Kevlar. Gives him a tactical turtleneck. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, you know, that's all nice. It's all nice. And then he does the hit and then repercussions abound. But um, there's one scene in particular that comes to mind. It's not going to spoil anything if I explain the scene to you because it's, it's, you know, nothing happens to further the plot. But there's a lot of, a lot of scenes in crowds in this film. And the crowds don't react to the violence all the time. Of course not. They're used to it. It's normal. So, Sometimes the crowds will run away. They'll be like, oh, God, there's a guy with a gun. And then other times they'll just be like... Were they in a nightclub at the time? No, they're in a train station. Common is up like on a on like a platform that runs across where I'm obviously certain trains go. So he's on a platform that comes across and there's a viewing bit down and you can see John Wick. And as they're walking, like John Wick's got his gun up at Common and he's firing like they're like... And Common's doing the same and not reacting when the bullets are going close. And they're basically, every time they fire, it sort of hits pillars and hits walls. And stuff. But neither of them react to the other person shooting at them. They're just like... They don't need to. And then covert. And then also, also, the people be... Like, there are people all around John Wick. And none of them are going, oh, shit! Someone's firing bullets from up there! They're in Russia, though, aren't they? <laughs> and that's normal. That's not normal in Russia. Yeah, it is. And also, there's like... It just stuff like that really, really took me out of it. But all in all, it's still a John Wick film. Still very cool. Mm. There's loads of really nice action. There's some fights that are really good. Um, I like all the times when he shoots people in the head, and then Americans go, "Yeah, fuck you." One yeah. of the things, one of the things that I did feel about it, um, I've seen other people who have mentioned this as well, is that it does feel like John Wick could just die. It feels like he could just die at the end of the film, and then that'd be it. Well, fair enough. You can do. Why not? Yeah. It's not like other series where we it feels have Robo like... Robo John Wick in the next one. Yeah. It's not like other series where it feels like everything hinges on that character surviving and they all place a lot of weight on that character. In this, it's all like, he could die any minute or he could die here or he could die there. And that's nice. That's nice to have in a film. It's nice to have that sort of weight to the action. Mm. Um, but I give it a solid... It's going to be a Julianne Moore for this one. Julianne Moore? It's going to be a Julianne Moore. When you give it a Keanu Reeves? No... No, Keanu is a bit high for it. Really? You're a film starring Keanu Reeves, being the most Keanu Reeves he can be. And you say it's not a Keanu Never Reeves. Never good Keanu Reeves film. What, like The Matrix, the first John Wick film, both Bill and Ted films? Yeah. So They're all better than this. They would be Keanu Reeves. Matrix 2. <laughs> Matrix. My Private Idaho. Reloaded. My Private Idaho. Yeah. Parenthood. Parenthood, oh yeah, was he in that? Yeah, he was in Parenthood. He was the kid who was who was having a baby with a girl. I thought he was in... Um... He was the driver. 
Father's Father Day. the Bride, I thought. No, he's in Parenthood. Is he? Yeah, he's uh. in the other Steve Martin film. Uh. Uh, yeah, he's in that. Uh, also, he played Ortiz the dog boy in Freaks, didn't he? Oh, yeah. You were a Freaks? Yeah. I've seen that film a bunch of times. I actually think that film is super underrated. I fucking love it. Directed by Alex Winter. It is indeed. Who uh, played? Uh, Ted Theodore Logan. Plays himself. Was it Ted Theodore Logan or was he? He was Bill S. Preston Esquire. Was he Bill S. Preston Esquire? Yeah. Keanu Reeves was Ted Theodore Logan. There's a series called Parenthood now and I don't know if it's based on the movie and that confuses you me. Know, there was a live action TV series of Bill and Ted. Yeah, I know. It's bad. I don't know. The guy who played Ted did a really good Keanu Reeves impression. Like, all his mannerisms and stuff were, like, spot on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Keanu Reeves played Todd. Todd. <laughs> so, Bill and Todd in that universe, I guess. Todd, yeah. Well, no, it would be... Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go, see? Hey! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I made a good joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, John Wick 2. I'd recommend it. I'd still recommend it. It's still better than 90%. Would you fuck it? Uh, I might, but I wouldn't call it. Is John Leguizamo in it again? No, I don't oh, think so. Actually, so. he might be very briefly. John Leguizamo is awesome. He should have been in the first one more. You he know what? In all films you know what? He's, more, he's in a really good film that I like called The Happening. No. Oh. Have you seen The Happening? You're going to come in here and kill me, aren't you? That's what you came here to do. You're going to kill me. What? No. Great Hot films. dogs are the perfect food. They're in our own container. <laughs> yeah, great, you hippie. Fuck yourself. John Leguizamo slits his own wrist with his glasses. You know. I like John Leguizamo though. He was Luigi. He was the clown. He was Luigi. He was, yeah, he was the violator. Yeah, the violator, man. Yeah. Walking yeah. around Ugh. with his legs squatted inside a rubber fat suit. <laughs> Ugh, I hate it. He must have had like crazy quads by the end of that, man. No. He was squatted down. He no, was like crouched down with the fat very, suit going over hurt. his legs. Ugh. Probably shat himself a few times. I would have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot I'm going to see Russell Brand live. Oh, you fucking idiot. Why would you do that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I feel sick. Yeah. But physically. Anyway, I'm going to review. Wait. Did what you watch the Last Supper video for uh, Alien Covenant? What, the little deleted scene thing? It's not a deleted scene, it's a prequel. It's a scene they didn't know where to fit into the film and just released it as a teaser. James Franco is second it. <gasps> I wonder what's wrong with him. Also, uh. He's probably got AIDS. Michael Fassbender is good now. Is he? No, he's a different character, though. This is Walter. He's a different android. Yeah, I know. David is still in the film as well. They is come he? across his head, yeah. Ah, Because it's set after Prometheus. You know, I like... I think Numi Rapace has a small cameo in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. Numi Rapace. Do you know... You know Bishop in Aliens? Yeah. My favourite character. You know Bishop in Alien 3? Yeah. My favourite character. Really? Yeah. When he was just like a little... Yeah, everyone else in Alien 3 was shit. Nah, you had Brian Glover. Everyone loves Brian Glover. Where he's all like, there's no bloody aliens on this bloody space. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to go up and under. He's like, ear kiss, ear kiss. God, that's fucking bad. Anyway. No, actually, to be honest, like it goes, it goes alien, aliens, and then alien resurrection. Alien 3 director's cut's quite good. I didn't like it. Fuck you. Because it extended out a lot of stuff that I thought wasn't necessary. Uh, Alien 3 looks nice. Well, it's got some really it looks nice dank in places. and dirty. It looks nice and in places. But... It's grim mm. and vile. And it feels more like a sequel to the first Alien than Aliens does. But Aliens feels like, sort of like, 
we've taken the concept of Alien and we've gone mad with it. And then Alien Resurrection is just horrible. Yeah, it's not great. Like, really bad. There are some things about Alien Resurrection I like, though. But it's got Ron Perlman in it. Of course you're going to like yeah. something. And it's got that girl <laughs> who's in no underwear in one bit and she's got a nice bum. With Brad Dorf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's nice. But um, And the bit but, where Sigourney Weaver sinks the basketball. Yeah, that reels. was done reels, yeah. Um, but Nailed it there's, first time. There's or? other bits as well. Like, I liked... I liked the clone scene. That took that took the film to a fucking place I didn't ever expect to go on an alien film. It's like, oh look, check out the ethics of cloning. Mm. Cool, man. So why are you going about aliens? I was just wanted to talk to you about the alien scene that was recently released. It's was just a thing. Do you think do you think that James Franco has it? Has it inside him? He's probably just got AIDS. You know what space, he's like? AIDS, AIDS in space, cause the blood floats anti-gravity. I like it when he smacks her on the back and she's like, I've got your back. I liked that as well. Mm, I it's actually, a reference. See, here's the thing. I just really like Michael Fassbender. Yeah, of course you do. He's you a liked handsome him in guy. Fish Tank. Yeah. And you liked him in, what's that one? The Steve McQueen film? Which one? The one he directed where he's a sex addict. Stained. No, that's the band who did the song. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm here without you, baby. Uh, anyway, I'm going to review a thing, you toss pot. Yeah, I like Michael Fassbender. I liked. Um, no. I like that film he did, the DC film. No. He's in a DC film. Can you guess which one? Oh, he's in Jonah Hex, aren't he? <laughs> yes, yeah. He was. At least it's not part of the. Actually, that's probably be the best DC cinematic universe film, wouldn't it? I know. Yeah. There you go. I think they should just wreck on Green Lantern into it. At least then we'll have one that's <laughs> yeah. like it's not bad. It's not great. It's <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it bad that <laughs> a year ago, if someone had turned around and said to me, "Hey, you know what? Don't worry. Green Lantern may have been bad." but it's not going to be the worst DC film released this decade. Hmm. Even Catwoman is more cohesive than no, Suicide no, Squad. No, no, <laughs> silly. Yes. At least it has a proper villain and not a fucking beam going into the sky. Who has rock-hard skin because she uses special face cream. Yep. <sighs> Thank you, Sharon Stone. Oh. Anyway, shall I review a thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This kitty's got claws. <sighs> Meow. Okay, so... Well, like you do now, All right. get up, get down, come on, get down with The Witness. I've been playing The Witness, which is a puzzle game, which is a fantastic puzzle game. Is it based on the film? The Witness. Starring Harrison Ford about the, the um, yes. Amish community yes. <laughs> and yes. the rape and murder of someone. And also the song Witness the Fitness by Roots Maneuver. Oh, great song. Um, well, 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 well. Witness. The only rap song to ever mention Cheese on Toast. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's not true the rubber I think it bandits is. the rubber I bandits think... have definitely mentioned Jesus um, but yeah The Witness if you look at videos of it mm-hmm. you might think oh this is just like you're guiding lines through a maze <laughs> whatevs yep you know um, but it is what it basically essentially is you've got a big old island and your main goal is not even mentioned to you but your main goal is to fire these lasers towards a mountain and every laser that hits this point on the mountain will make like a um a, a latch open up on a puzzle that's at the top of it okay. that you have to solve. 
And in order to fire those lasers, you have to complete a sequence of puzzles in order to get the laser to fire. Um, right. Everyone tells me, apparently, from what I can find out, it's about 80% of the puzzles in any area required to be solved so you can launch this thing, but it's a very specific set <coughs> sequence. There's always more puzzles in each area to do. Okay. Um, but the way the puzzles go, it starts off with like simple stuff like, oh, you just got a guideline from line A to line B. And then it'll be stuff like you're moving two lines at once. And so when you move them, they'll be in parallel to each other. Okay. Or you'll get something where there's red and black, white and black dots or squares. And you have to separate the white ones from the blacks, which is probably a commentary on racism or something. I don't know. Is it an apartheid commentary? Racism doesn't exist anymore because Donald Trump is the least, least racist. racist person. Yeah, he's he's the best at everything, isn't he? He's the least racist person ever. Least um, anti-Semitic person. So, those puzzles are cool, but what they'll do is they'll extrapolate every tiny little idea um, to its nth degree. And then as you start learning more puzzles, which can break your brain sometimes, yeah. um, like there's a Tetris piece puzzle that's been driving me insane. Um, you have like the grid and you see a couple of Tetris-shaped pieces on it, and you have to basically draw an outline of those shapes put together. Mm-hmm. So you arrange them, so you have to mentally arrange them, but each shape has to pass over the Tetris piece that's on the grid. You don't necessarily have to have, like, if there's a line piece and an L-shaped piece, you don't necessarily have to have the line piece of your answer over the line piece, Okay. just as long as it's included in the answer. Um, they drive me nuts. Sometimes you can rotate them. They'll have a... If they're at an angle, you'll be able to rotate the piece to fit it into the puzzle and answer it. Um, but they are they are stressful. Um, and there's all sorts of ones that I'd say if you're colourblind, probably wouldn't be able to solve them without some help. Because there's a lot of ones that involve colours. Is there not a colourblind mode? I don't think there is. I couldn't see one on there. Oh. But um, it's... Basically, as it goes along, these puzzles get more and more tricky. And it starts combining like two different types of puzzles together. Um, there's one of the latest puzzle I've started solving yesterday was where you have this upside down Y shaped symbol and what it'll affect, what it does is it will remove one element from the board so it doesn't matter what type of puzzle it is if this Y shaped thing's on here you can effectively remove one instance of that piece from the puzzle by leaving it blank and it within the container of the Y shaped thing so you can have multiple puzzle pieces going on and you can you have to solve a puzzle in a way where one piece on there is a false piece that you need to remove, mm-hmm. and it's trying to figure that stuff out is a nightmare. Um, but it's like ridiculously enthralling and engaging. The island's beautiful to wander around. There's puzzles hidden in the scenery, and they're not always simple. Sometimes it's like you're just moving into a position, so the lines all meet up, so you can trace a line out on the scenery. Um, sometimes it's like you have to be on a moving object, so the perspective lines up and makes the thing as you go past yeah um there's one in the clouds but i can't get into the right position to trigger it like if you look in the clouds there's a way the clouds will form into a position where there's a line to trace okay um it's all stuff like that and those those are like a meta series of puzzles so they're not needed to finish the game but they're needed for 100 percent completion and they light up these little symbols on a pillar um and it's just ridiculously concept it's like at the same time it's one of the most compelling and most frustrating games you could play like, you will bang your head against a brick wall on that game. I mean, I do sometimes, anyway, mm. because of the brain parasites. Yeah. But it's like, you'll be, you'll be solving the puzzle, and you'll be going through the tutorial stages of it, where it gives you a really simple explanation, a really simple series of puzzles for you to figure out. Yeah. And it'll be like, I think I've got it now. And then, and then you realise you're not actually answering the puzzle the right way. 
you've just done something that happens to line up to what you think is the answer. Okay. So it gets really complicated. Um, just to think outside the box constantly. And it sounds interesting. It's properly good, yeah. And you know, I remember when it came out, people moaned it was like, what, 29 quid, wasn't it? There's there's 29 quid's worth of game here. There, it's like There's something like 500 puzzles on the island to solve, not including like the simple ones that are just switches where you're just drawing a single line. Um, there's incredibly creative puzzles like a windmill that's going around and you have to... It's got orange bits on the windmill and orange paint on the walls and you can drop the cursor off the windmill as it goes around onto the orange bits to land on the next part of the windmill blade as it's turning. Like, just stuff like that is genius. Um, like, it took them years to make. I remember they, they previewed it first about a year after Braid came out. And Braid came out in, like, what, 2009? 2010? Something like that. Um, and it's like... They must have spent the whole time trying to think of crazy ways to use the puzzles and get every every last drop out of those puzzle ideas so what it's like starts off looking like just a simple maze game ends up being like ridiculously compelling and complex and and there's like weird little audio logs you find which are reading passages from books they don't have much to do with the game but are more like philosophical ideas so they fill in gaps it's not like it's not doing story, but it's like there's one of them which goes on for quite a while, which is uh, um, an excerpt from a story about you know the the astronaut who says that what he would love to do is get a world leader and drag him up to the moon and make him look at the Earth yeah, and realize how petty yeah. his squabbles are and all that sort of stuff. Are we talking about Donald Trump? Um, no, but he, if he went to the moon, he wouldn't be impressed. Donald Trump go up to the moon and he goes, "I am the least moonish person ever." Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm the most astronaut that's ever existed, the best astronaut you'd never seen better. When he's trying to use the gloves, but he can't because the gloves are quite big, and he's just sort of flopping them around. No, no, they're working on that. They've got a, they've got a, a, a rebigulator ray. Rebigulator. So what they're going to do is they're going to because he's he's obviously been hit by a debigulator, mm. which is a ray that makes things smaller. So obviously Milani or what was his Melania. name? Melania. Melania was under attack by a supervillain, and Donald Trump using using the powers of the Ginsu Force um, did a Ginsu. Kame Ginsu. What's her name? Ginyu? Ginyu Force. You did a Kamehameha. Ginyu Force don't do Kamehamehas. But he was a Saiyan. That's oh. why his hair's the way it is. Oh, right. He's in Super Saiyan mode Permanent. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the wind blows. <laughs> so he went to do a Kamehameha, but obviously the ray had already been fired, hit him in the hand, shrunk his hands, and now he's looking for a cure. Or he's just got, got... freakishly small hands. Yeah. Um... Really For which to masturbate I was looking at with. a picture where he's doing that thing with his fingers. Yeah, they're really weird and sizes. It, like it was his big, it was his index finger that was up. But I, I, I was sitting here like trying to go. Is it just a perspective thing? The thing is that like, it's not his hands when he's talking. You can see because if he puts his hands close to his face, they go like over part of his face. But a normal size hand should be able to fit over the whole of your face yeah. like a mask. It's like, um, do you remember the comedian Phil K? I think his name was. There's a tall, lanky guy with long hair. And he used to do this bit where he had these two little plastic hands on sticks and he'd rub them on his face. Yeah. Um, it's like that. Looks like that. You think he's just got tiny hands? On... Do you think his real hands are even smaller and he's actually just got yeah, tiny just hands on sticks inside? Yeah. He's like... Uh, he's like Benny from... Uh, from Total Recall. No, he's the the, the the two children stood on each other's shoulders oh, yeah, by Jack yeah. Horseman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm um, going to build a wall... Because yeah. people don't have planes or boats anymore. Or ladders. <laughs> or ladders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. You elected him, you fucktards. Anyway, sorry. The witness yeah. is great. Yeah? Yeah. 
highly recommended. So do I. Harrison Ford gave a really good, yeah. really good uh, performance in that film. Yeah, who's the young you know, kid in that? It's probably Harry Giles from it, wasn't it? Again. Pass. Anyway, Drew Barrymore. No, nah, he's a little boy. He was he was in other stuff, but anyway. Hey, John Osman. Review your third thing. Oh wait, no, wasn't it the kid from? Um, was it the kid from Jerry Maguire? Nah, he's too young. Maybe. That's um, Nicholas Lipnicki. There you go. There you go. I know my child actors. <laughs> you got it, don't you, in this day and age? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't, who are you going to Google? Anyway, um, <laughs> review your third thing. My third thing is going to be Titanfall oh, 2. I was very much a fan of Titanfall 1 and spoke about Titan it. Titanfall? Spoke about it to no end previously in the podcast. Um, I was such a fan that even after a year when, you know, the uh, response to it was dwindling... I was still playing quite quite often. Um, but Titanfall 2 has now come out, so that's a thing, and I have been playing it. Well done. I have completed the story mode. The story mode is very short, but it is very fitting, and I enjoyed it very much. Lucas I do Haas. wonder a little bit about... It was Lucas Haas. Yeah. Ah. I do wonder a little bit whether or not this could have been included in the original game, because the length of it does make it seem like it could have been something they included back then. Yeah, but from the scenes and sounds of what I've seen of it, it's like they really made sure every level was its own, like, unique thing. And it wasn't just some... It wasn't like trying to recreate the action of the multiplayer. It's its own... Everything's well, the thing is, The thing is that because Titanfall is obviously... It's one of those games that's fast-moving and the mechanics are very solid. Hmm. They've got the groundwork work laid out for a great game. And the the storyline, it's less about the action being totally different each episode. Like, not everything is completely different. Like, there are some good... It's it's mostly that they just know how, how to stage plot and mm. scenes a lot better than, say, something like Battlefield or Call of Duty or anything like that. Like, both battle, I've got both Battlefield and Call of Duty from this year. And Call of Duty became boring for me hour free the old Call of Duty games really had some really cool set pieces oh, yeah, yeah. like friggin the first D-Day the Modern Warfare Sorry. having the whole bloody boat Honor. tilting as you're running around oh yeah yeah that whole sequence is brilliant yeah. um, but this one there's like there's a couple of standout moments uh, there's one where you're in a factory that makes houses nice and you have to what basically happens is there are these massive forks think the power loader from Aliens hmm. but 40 times bigger these massive forks come and they grab like a like a 25 by 25 meter piece of ground mm. and then that gets travels along a line and as it travels it gets like a house put on it it gets a sofa no, put so on you're it. fighting it as a house is being so built around you're you. not fighting it as a house is being built around you you're yeah. actually wall running to the next segment so like yeah. you'll jump onto one part and it's planting grass down and you have to sort of jump off and then jump back on as it's getting stamped yeah. and you have to wall run against bits and then that's like, cool it is yeah it's really cool and then when you get to the end to climb up you have to climb up through these houses that are all on their side on a wall mm. they've all been placed for processing which is really cool yeah. um, but but my main problem is um, the part that I love so much in the first one that's multiplayer feels a bit sluggish feels yeah they slowed slug. it down a bit when I played the beta yeah it feels a bit yeah. slow and also it's uh, it's going the way of Call of Duty that very much scares me there's a lot more weapons, there's a lot more going on, but it doesn't feel as solid when you're shooting it's at people. It's a reaction to people who complain about the first one being quite quick to actually unlock all the guns in the first one. But that was kind of the fun of it, mm. was that it was just a solid game after that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm going to keep playing it, going to keep playing the multiplayer, going to keep hammering away at it, but it just, it feels so much like a Call of Duty game now. 
It's good that it's got a proper solid single player, though. Oh, yeah. The, sol- the single player is worth the price of admission alone. It's only 20 quid now. Yeah, in some places. It's on like 22 quid right now. It's on um, PS4 on sale. Oh, there you go. That's PSN. fucking worth it. And also, yeah. all the download content's going to be free. Mm. All the shit they add to it's going to be free. All the new maps and yeah, all Yeah, the and they only put, like, um, some simple... Cust- cu- um, was it customization stuff as... DLC, but you know exactly what it is, what you pay for. Oh yeah, you can like pay like four quid. Like, there's no like loot boxes. New... It's like you oh, know. Oh yeah, what no, it's, it's not, and it's all decals and shit. It's not yeah. like new weapons and stuff. Yeah, because no. the loot box craze is irritating. Yeah, that's one thing with um, Overwatch that I wish would be rejigged. Well, they're giving away DLC, so they have to do something. Yeah, uh, but I very much enjoyed the single player, like to the point where they're. I mean, there are levels that you know about, like the time travel stuff. Yeah, which is genius. Which is cool, um, and it ends with... The problem is it ends with quite a stereotypical thing for time travel films mm. and literature and TV programs mm. where something breaks, or the device breaks and everything freezes. But in TV programs things like that, it's not a dynamic thing because it's always like, wow, <laughs> look, I can move this Malteser in the sky and it stays there, man. In this, it's like, <sighs> you have to travel through the scene. Mm. So you used to have to wall run and stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know when he gets to the end of it, he just throws the time travel thing away and just gets on with his adventure, doesn't he? Well, he breaks. Yeah. He's like, whatever, cool. Well, the nice bits are, they often, they often give you a Sophie's choice when it comes to, when it comes to, like, which one of your children on. should be sent to a concentration camp? No, like, what happens is, you get to a point where they're, um, in the time travel level specifically, where there are two types of enemies that you'll be fighting. There's an infestation of these giant lizard things hmm. that are very bullet spongy but are also fast and deadly. And then if you travel back to how it was before, you've got to take on the security personnel. Mm. So you have to decide which one you'd rather face off against. And I like that. That was very cool. Mm. Um, I give it... I give it a... I'm going to give it a Meryl Streep. Well, because of Sophie's Choice. No. I don't give it Meryl Streep because it's a very beautiful, very well-made game that has been made by a team of people that know exactly what they're doing, how to do it, and Mm. the final product is very polished and deserved to be the winner of the shooter race for last year. Yeah, but they released it between Battlefield and Call of Duty. But they released it between Battlefield and Call of Duty, which is bad news. But I still... Silly. it is it is a fantastic game and is worth the money. I think I just need to get more used to the multiplayer. Stop staring at your computer. Voice towards the mic. But, you know, that's the problem with gay sex. You can have it anywhere, but it's very messy. It's a bit like a burrito. Why is it? Because it's, you can have it anywhere, but it's very messy. You're not eating burritos properly. You're not taking all. The, you don't take all the foil off a burrito right from the start. No, I mean like even if you peel it back, there's a lot of sauce. Mm. And also, what you often find is the guac and the and the um, the cream fraiche. Cream fraiche. Yeah. yeah. The sour cream. Sour cream. Uh, they'll often have liquid runoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it won't be a perfect receptacle for that gooey goodness. You don't want the liquid runoff to go over your fingers. Exactly. So you want to really contain it. Yeah. So once you once you're done slamming that into your mouth, you just got real real hold tight. Just clench it, clench it, keep that in there. 
Maybe don't squeeze a... too hard; it'll go everywhere. Maybe sit down. Maybe sit down, mm. but keep clenching. We we'll get comfortable. You don't know how long you're going to be there for. Exactly. You know, some of that stuff will harden. Mm. That'll create a seal, mm. at which point you can release. Mm. I haven't been to our Mexicana for a while. <laughs> God, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I'm real hungry. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. my last review this week will be newly released film on Netflix ooh, called Gantz O. What? Gantz O. Gantz O. They made a, f- a CGI animated film of Gantz. This is what we were talking about the other day. I didn't realise it was on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. One second. So. I need to look at pictures of this while you talk um, about it. Okay, so you've seen you've seen the anime of Gantz. Yes, I've seen the yeah, anime of Gantz. Great, fantastic. I think we're the only people in the world that have seen the anime and the live action. <laughs> no one else um, seems to know about it. I haven't it. seen the live action films. I wasn't what? so fussed. Because <sighs> um, I heard they're not anywhere near as violent and they're not shocking and all that sort of stuff. Still got watch um, but anyway, so the anime ends at a point where Kato and Kay have been killed. Corono has basically gone, you know what, I've been a bit of a dick over the last few months. Maybe I should try being a hero and I'll learn enough points to bring him back from the dead. Yeah. Okay. Now, Ganso is not tied to the anime, but it takes place on a story that happens like a few chapters after that in the manga comic. Yeah. But what they've done is because they haven't got the history, because they're not because they're trying to make it. Don't play it because you need. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Just keep talking. No, because this is for me. This isn't for the audience. Just pause it. Oh fuck! (laughs) It's not pause it. It's Ubuntu, buddy. (laughs) But anyway, because it's trying to be its own original thing, it's trying to be like an entry point for the series for people. Yeah. So they can watch it and not be confused. They've changed a whole bunch of random stuff to make it like a little bit more palatable. Okay. But if you know the manga and you know the anime or anything like that, it's like you have no idea where this is, where it sits. Like you have no idea where it belongs. No. Or anything like that. All you know is that it's based on the Osaka chapters of the anime, of the manga, which in the in the Osaka chapters, basically, um, it's at a point... Because you know like in the anime... No one can see them when they're fighting the aliens yep. and all this sort of stuff. They're aliens, by the way. They didn't actually mention that in the anime. Um, they're aliens that they're fighting. Yeah. Um, it, by the Osaka part, everyone can see them. And everyone's like, what the hell's going on? Who are these monsters? Who are these dudes in black suits fighting them all the time? Mm. All that sort of stuff. Because um, the rules started changing. Um, so that aspect's taken out of it. You don't. Know. So when I was watching it at first, I'm like, why can everyone see them? Did they change that for this? Mm. Um, I was like, oh, oh yeah, because they haven't explained it. It's something that comes into it later. Okay. Um, Kay, Kato, mm-hmm. who's like, him and, there's two characters in the anime, Corono and Kato. Corono, they both knew each other when they were kids. Something pulled them apart, but they both died at the same time. They've been stuck in the same situation where, in the premise of Gantz, when you die, you, these people who die, they get taken to this room. Yeah. There's a big orb thing. It's got guns in it. He makes them fight aliens. If they manage to beat the aliens, they get to carry on living their lives for the next few they weeks or whatever. Points. And then until they get dragged back in, and if they die, they're dead forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they earn 100 points, they get the choice of buying a new weapon, um, resurrecting with all their memories wiped, or you know having their memories wiped and so going back to the regular life, mm-hmm. or resurrecting another player who's been in there. Um, and at the start of this, literally the very first scene is Corono getting straight up murdered by a monster. Oh. So you're like, oh, Kay's not there. Um, they've replaced her with a character called Riker. Mm-hmm. who I think what they're trying to do is they're rather than have the characters who were there in that point in the manga, they're trying to replace them with characters who are pretty similar. So people could mention her jokes. Is she a bit more kick arsy 
She's got no. She's a bit still scared and stuff. Oh, for fuck's sake! But they haven't built up her character as being getting to the point where she's a little bit more confident now. Okay. Um, Kato has no knowledge of anything. He's been brought in fresh, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, this is the thing. You're just gonna have to put the suit on and get ready to go out there." Um, there's another character there who's basically Corona as he was from the start of the anime. Okay. He's a complete dick, and he kills one of the other players just for a laugh. Mm. Um, but they go into Osaka. The whole battle, the whole film is the battle in Osaka. Loads of monsters everywhere. They meet the Osaka team who have like crazy weapons and one of them's got like this big old suit of armor with tentacles and shit. Mm. Um, he's also got a giant mech mm. which he uses to fight a ro- another monster, a giant monster that's in there. Mm. Um, the main monster they're trying to kill is this little tiny old man who then like every time they try to kill him he dodges every shot. You have to take him by surprise. But he keeps mutating into different creatures including a giant lady who's made up of naked ladies. Hmm. So, like, their fingers are like legs. <laughs> but um, it's not as gory as the anime was. It sort of gets there a little bit in places. People get their arms blown off and stuff, and, you know, they get brutally injured, but it's not like as... It doesn't show, like, the injury detail as such. Like, mm. it's always kept a little bit in shadow and things. Um, There's no dog. I miss the dog. Why isn't the dog there? The dog survives the entire thing. Yeah. The dog. Um... Do they have the? Do they power up? Because you know the suits had that. Yeah, the suits have the. If they take an impact, it can. Like yeah. That. And if they want to throw a really hard punch, it can give them yeah. extra strength and then recoil everything. But you remember there was. That's all in there, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. There. Cool. Because there was there was also they could there was a brief time they could spend like a minute being super powered. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they don't mention cool. that in the film. That's like, but it's that's something that's in the manga and the anime. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all presented as if. It's in a way where it's trying to be a entry point for other people, which is weird because it's midway through the entire saga. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to the very end of the film, the very last scene, Kato's like, you know what? He's just resurrected one of the other girls. There's a girl he meets in there from the Osaka team who's got a child and he like, you know, she's a bit mental, but mm. she's all right. She's just, you know, being a bit crazy by the whole thing. And he revives her after she died. Um, she gets split in half and sees her bottom, her legs fall into the ground. She's flying Don't through the outside. Don't ruin everything for me. I need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so he's like, "I'm going to be a hero." And then the moment he walks out of the room, two of the other characters are like, "Why didn't we tell? Why didn't you tell him that he was in here before?" And I'm like, "Oh, come on. There's nothing in the film that leads to that. There's nothing in the film that hints at this being an aspect of the story." <laughs> It just comes up at the end, so I'm like, so you are trying to tie it into the continuity of the other stuff. It's like, come on. <sighs> but, um, it's alright. CGI is very impressive. It's set in Osaka, um, which is cool, because in Yakuza 0, that I've been playing a lot as, when you play as Gore Machine, you're in the exact same area. Um, is it is it perfectly recreated? Yeah. Like, like it's like there's a bit at the start of it when they go when they first beam into Osaka, they're like, "What's that?" And I saw the sign on the side it said Dotenburi, and I'm like, "Oh, that's the street that Magora Majima's um, friggin' hostess clubs on," and they're on the corner of it, and they're basically on the bridge part, which is linking between them. That practically the whole film takes place on this one part oh. of the scene. Like, there's a the big battle with the mech and the monster is happening a little further along, like down the river, but um, practically the whole thing happens in that part. Um, but yeah, it kind of it feels like Gans, but slightly toned down a little bit. CGI is great as Japanese. Japanese seem to be really good at those CGI animation stuff, like Resident Evil. Yeah, they do a pretty decent job. Like even like you remember Spirits Within, the sort of Final Fantasy Spirits oh, Within. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't like, mind. Looked that. gorgeous back then. I didn't like, mind. Yeah, it. I like that film, um, actually. But yeah, for something that couldn't have been made on a huge budget, it's very impressive. But they have they've clearly kept the locations to that Osaka bit, the Gans office, 
the train station at the start. Did they ever explain what the guy in the the black orb was? Um, that's Gantz himself. That's like just the creature that's in there. That's just like he's a biological thing that controls it. Mm. But um, yeah, this the whole. I mean, he was put there by some other aliens in the manga because mm. there's an alien invasion coming to Earth and some other aliens are doing this thing. Yeah, I know. The manga up. eventually just became fucking fight against aliens. Didn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, got a bit bizarre. <laughs> a little bit. But um. It's all right. It's like it's watchable, but I don't think it's. I don't, if you've watched the other manga, anything to do with Gantz, you're going to be confused. You're going to be like, "What the hell's going on here? How does this tie in? Why is it ignoring all sorts of stuff?" And mm. why not just if you're going? I mean, I suppose they don't want to repeat the film, did they? I like Gantz. Yeah, I haven't seen this one. I'm I like. Watch it. I like Gantz because it's like endlessly frigging. It's actively sort of surprising. Like it doesn't, it keeps pushing things in directions you don't expect it to go. It'll kill characters you expect to have lived. Like it doesn't, no one has like a redemptive thing going on for ages. Mm. Like a lot of the characters who are like, I'm the heroic character, aren't always brilliant at being a hero. And like, you know, there's all sorts of, the characters are idiosyncratic in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, you know, and it's it's a really dark and grim thing, but it's good. This is why, probably why I like Dead Man Wonderland as well. It's got that same sort of everything's fucked, people are assholes yeah. sort of thing going on. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely say watch the anime. Like, for sure. Because mm. that anime's awesome. Oh, you're, you're putting it on, oh no, he's naked. But um, yeah, Ganso, it's odd. It's odd. But it exists. Yeah. I, don't um, know if they, I, don't, I doubt they'll follow it up. I think they'll leave this as it is, and we maybe will never get the final part of Gantz ever in any form. Oh, I hope <laughs> we do, because it really did shit the bed towards the end. It just became them fighting fucking aliens in, in the sky and shit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, became a full-blown invasion, didn't yeah. it? But yeah, anyway, you review your last thing, you butt. Uh, my last thing, let me just go to my notes. You're watching Gantz instead, though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, bows. You haven't got your notes, you didn't think it forward. Did didn't you? do the fourth one. Oh no! This is your fourth one. Oh no! What are you talking about now? Oh no! What? Fuck! What have I watched? You didn't write a full thing down. No, apparently not. No, you idiot! One second, one second. You got to plan ahead like I do. No, you didn't plan ahead. Well, I just have a memory, which yeah. seems to be lots of people don't have. I do have a memory. It's just I I <sighs> forgot to do my fourth thing. Um. Oh fuck's sake! Fuck it. Um. Alright, so my fourth review is going to be... Uh, what, are you, what are you showing me? I'm just... I'm not showing you anything. I'm just uh, looking at Twitter. My fourth review is going to be the Xbox One S. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I haven't done a review of it yet. Go on then. So the Xbox <laughs> One S is the first, first... No, sorry. The third 4K streaming device that I've had um, since buying a 4K telly. Um, I originally had the NVIDIA Shield TV, which I reviewed... Then I had the Amazon Fire TV 4K that I didn't review. Um, it was a fine device. It was cheap. And it did what it needed you to do. You and your 4K stuff. Um, but I now have an Xbox One S. Um, I sold I sold the NVIDIA Shield TV for the same price I paid for it, so I didn't really make a loss on that one. Um, and I did the same with the Amazon Fire TV. And I sold my old Xbox One for, um, I think I got 165 in the end, which is £15 more than I paid for it. People want an Xbox One? Yeah, with Connect, apparently. Blimey. Um, but I originally only paid 150 quid for it, so fuck it. Who cares, right? So I got an Xbox One S. I had to pay an additional five pounds for it. I got it for 100, 175. Well, then you didn't do your maths. You said you sold it for 165. Yeah. 
So, I'm saying a five pound extra over what I initially paid for an Xbox One. Okay, which is 150. I paid 155. All right. Yeah. So the Xbox One S is an all-in-one streaming device. Not only does it stream 4K, that it also allows me to play those lovely 4K Blu-rays, Ooh, which such have, as Independence Day, such I have six <laughs> of, including Independence Day. Yeah. Creed. Yeah. Batman vs yeah. Superman: The Extended Cut. Oh, well done. The Lego Movie. Oh, that's good. Bat- uh, Mad Max: Fury Road. Awesome. And uh, San Andreas. Oh. With The Rock. Oh. Keep going back to The Rock, don't I? Yeah. Keep trying to quit him and he keeps getting back in. He's your rock. He is my rock. He's yeah. my confidant. My Do you know what I got recently? Rock. I got um, Midway Arcade Treasures 3, <laughs> which features San Francisco Rush, The Rock, where you race around Alcatraz. Oh. It was done to tie into The Rock film called The Rock. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little spin-off. Oh. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so uh, going back to the Xbox One S, I guess, um, as a piece of technology and hardware for the cost, it's unbeatable, really. The cost of 4K Blu-ray players is still 200 £250. Yeah, yeah. So to get a 4K Blu-ray player in a games console is very, very yeah. good. And certainly shut the bed by not putting a 4K Blu-ray player in the PS4 Pro. Well, I would have Pro. bought a PS4 Pro if it weren't for, yeah. if it weren't for that. And it's so bizarre to be yeah. like, we're doing 4K now. And also the fact that a lot of their 4K stuff is checkerboarding. It's not proper 4K. It's not yeah. native 4K. It's them boosting it up to 4K using upscale. I know um, the division's got an odd thing where it, like the UI is 4K, but the game isn't. Oh, yeah. well, one of the interesting things that the Xbox One S does that they don't really advertise is they do have a 4K upscaling mode for games, mm. which is nice. Um, they look, you know, they look better. They don't look incredibly good. They don't look like native 4K well, they look games. They like 1080p a decent They look resolution. like 1080p upscaled. Yeah. But it's yeah. upscaled by a machine that has a faster processor and a better better yeah. way of upscaling than my TV does. Because TVs, they don't have the most complex computers in them. They don't really have the ability yeah. to do that. And Unless you're buying ridiculous TVs, they rarely... And I don't want to spend seven grand on a telly. Yeah. Even if you get those really good TVs, they still like do stuff like won't accept 240p signals and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, no, like, that's true. It's true. So anyway, so um, so the pros of the device, um, it is it is incredibly cheap for what it is. Mm. 4K Blu-ray player, an upscaling 4K games console, it's plus a 4K streamer. Much nicer looking than the original Xbox. Much nicer, nicer looking. It's a little yeah. bit louder. A little bit louder, but I don't really care. Um, Small things usually are. One of the nice things about it is also that despite it upscaling most of the game content to 4K, mm. it also runs more games at 60 frames per second. Nice. So more games that I'm playing have a smoother frame rate than they do on the original Xbox. So not only are they being upscaled to a higher resolution, they're also running better, which doesn't make much sense. But, you know, fuck it, it doesn't. Um, Also, USBs on the front, instead of on the side. Good. It's really nice. That's one of the dumbest things. I know, it's fucking stupid, (laughs) isn't it? Um, And in in terms of the UI and everything else, it just all runs a lot smoother. Just does run a lot. They're smoother. supposed to be updating the UI, aren't they, to go faster? Because yeah. um, they're removing they're the snap the, bar. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is probably a good idea. They got something similar, aren't they? Because there's going to be a like when you're streaming, the chat thing instead of being on the snap thing is going to be its own little box out that appears on the screen. Yeah, you can. They'll be, fade out. They're saying that you can broadcast hmm. using apps still, but you won't be able to do stuff like YouTube in the background. Because I used to run YouTube podcasts whilst I played a game and it would take up a small amount of the screen on the side. Yeah. But it would run the YouTube audio stream it. Yeah. Which is nice. But it doesn't need to... That, that's not necessary because we've all got phones and shit now. It seems like they've. this is the Xbox they should have done a few years. It definitely does. Definitely yeah, does. because you think stuff of the stuff the original Xbox One did like making sharing a connect function. Like mm. you had to have connect to fucking share a bloody image. 
Yeah. Like PlayStation share. Mm. Like Sony didn't have to do any, Sony didn't necessarily do anything special or right with PS4. No. They just they just did the things they should do. Whereas the Xbox One was like four apparently four different departments all pulling in different directions about what they wanted. So like the R and D department was like Connect has to do everything, and another department was like, We're gonna have streaming for your TV and connect your set top box to it. It's like why would I connect a set top box to a device that can just stream stuff from the internet? Yeah. Um like, ugh. Some of the some of the cons. There are cons. Despite it being an upgrade on the um, original Xbox, it's better in almost every way. Hmm. But there are some cons still. Oh, no. The problem is that whilst it's a great device for being able to stream, uh, stream and play 4K files... It occasionally shouts out racist terms at you while you're playing. No. Uh, whilst, whilst this is... Shoot him, you can't. <laughs> there are two. There are two problems with a device like this. Yeah. Firstly, the price point is too intriguing for people not to pick this up and place a 4K Blu-ray player. Hmm. But if you have the funds, if you have £400 to spend on a player, and this is the exact same thing I've said about the PS2, it's the exact same thing about said about the PS3, the Xbox 360, um, and it's the same I'd say about all consoles. Your media playback is a secondary thought to the designer of a games console. Yeah. You are never going to get the best playback uh, playback experience playing through a console. You always have a better... Experience it will always be better running clarity, color everything. Everything is gonna look better if you have a separate device. Well, it depends on the video out quality on the graphics card on the console. On the graphics cards on the console, are a couple of years out of date. Yeah. So it's not going to be like a, a, if you get a PC with you know Nvidia ten eighty or something. Yeah. And you got a four K Blu ray drive in the thing. There's no such thing as a PC four K Blu ray drive. You can just put any old. You can get no, a. Blu-ray. It won't do it. Okay. Won't do it. Yeah. 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 I'll make no. it. It doesn't work. This has already been. That, that's the issue. That is the issue. So that would be my. That would be my response. Is get yourself. Get yourself a quad core or a six core or an eight core. How many cores you want? Get yourself a mid mid to high range PC. Yeah. And you will have a better playing experience than you would have on an independent player. But will we still go console independent player PC high end spec? But. That's not the case. The best you can do for 4K video playback is a 4K Blu-ray player independent of anything else. And these are available, but they are expensive. For a good quality one, you're looking £400, £500. So it's not there for everyone. So not everyone is going to have that as a have that as a, as a possibility. Whereas with an Xbox One, £200, you've got it. And it's, and it, you know, Blu-ray playback in 4K? Ooh, Pioneer are making the first 4K Blu-ray drive for PCs. Oh, really? When mm. is it out? Um, it's only announced, like, a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. So they are releasing one. Hmm. But they you'll haven't need yet. You'll need an Intel, in, latest Intel Core i5 or i7, 6 gigabytes of RAM. Yep. And 4K, yeah, HDMI 2.0 will handle that. Yeah. But um, reasonable. But yeah, in terms of in terms of this, this is an eight out of ten 4K Blu-ray player. If you want to go ten out of ten, you go for Panasonic. You would go for the Sony, you know, the independent unit. But for now, this is the best best you can do for two hundred pounds. It's yeah. like when the PS2 came out. Like DVD players, really good ones, were freaking expensive. Yeah, my first DVD player was like two hundred eighty quid or something like yeah. that. Um, although I lucked out and bought one that was accidentally region free. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they removed it from sale, and yeah. then one day I moved my room around. And when I put it all back, the Blu-ray DVD player stopped working. Oh fuck! Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of people now see games consoles as that's the way to upgrade so much of their yeah. living room, and I don't think that that's necessarily the way people should think. 
Yeah, it's all about having extra, you know, people avoiding space and plug sockets. Yeah. And, and yeah. bloody TV units seem to be getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, they do. Um, I would like a proper contained thing, but I want to get some, you know, those metal wire shelving? Yeah. I want to get some of that and have like units all the way up it and have like, you know, dedicated things all the way up it. Yeah. That'd be nice. Pop it in the but, um, the Xbox One S. If you can pick one up, if you've if you've not got an Xbox One, then this is an easy buy mm. because it is be all end all, get rid of loads of shit, and just have one console to do everything. But if you've Can't already got uncharted X- on it though, so if you <laughs> you haven't seen Gears of War four on it, it looks fucking stupid. It's really good. Like the the problem with Gears of War four is that it's more Gears of War. Yeah. It's the same problem that there is with Uncharted though, because Uncharted is just more Uncharted. You know, there's no. Yeah, but Uncharted 4 is probably the best-looking console game. One of the best-looking console Uncharted games. Uncharted 4 is ridiculous I know, times. it's really nice-looking, but what I'm saying is that there are others out there. Like, again, this is this is the problem I have. With PS4 Pro, we can't see those 4K videos of the actual stuff running mm. properly because it only runs properly on a fucking unit. When you go and try and stream it on Google, it's fucking stuttery as shit or it doesn't work properly or it's 1080p upscale. Yeah, it's not that whole thing they spent ages going about HDR. I'm like, yeah. how are you going to show us HDR? Yeah. How can you... <laughs> like, my TV has a primitive version of HDR. Basically, mm. my TV was out, like, the year before HDR. Yeah. So my TV has a primitive version of that in which backlighting it, backlighting, it takes the image, backlighting, and it does what it can to make it so the light is on and off in certain areas. Yeah. Right? Fine. That's been going on in year, for years in LED TVs and LCD TVs, and it makes sense. But now they've called it HDR, they've agreed to a standard. My TV doesn't do HDR, it does its inbuilt manufacturer. Yeah, there's a bunch of different Don't standards know. as well that people yeah. are using. There's HDR10, there's HDR24 or something. There's loads of different ones. Yeah. But mine is before the standardised HDR came in. So whilst my TV will do something akin to HDR, it won't ever do light blooms exactly as they appear and stuff. But then again, you're playing a fucking video game. Hmm. You know, as much as I want it to look as nice as it can possibly look, I've realised that 4K isn't that big of a deal when you're playing a game. See, if I wouldn't care too much because I'm probably just going to be playing Star Wars or friggin' yeah. Shovel Knight. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> care too much because I know that despite the fact that PS4 Pro is a more powerful console and it is more future-proofed, it doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player. I'm yeah. never going to be able to get rid of everything. There will be a 4K Blu-ray player version now. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be, I'd be surprised if we get through this year without them announcing it. You reckon? Yeah. But that's... I bet it'd be announced at E3, actually. You know, like, you know how in your head you think to yourself, all right, well... I want... See, I I just wanted to get rid of that fucking NVIDIA Shield TV. Hmm. And I wanted to get rid of... I wanted to get rid of having that massive Xbox One underneath my thing. I did that and I I basically just made a tenner. Yeah. And if anyone else can do that, if anyone else is seeking a 4K Blu-ray player, because as soon as you bought me Independence Day, I was on the fence about buying a 4K Blu-ray player <laughs> anyway. So as soon as you bought Independence Day, I was like, well, fuck it, I might as well adapt it. I bought Independence Day because it had the regular version in there. I thought I'd future-proof it for yeah. you. Well... As now you can you watch Independence Day in 4K. As soon as you bought that for me, I was like, all right, well, I wonder how much it'd be to upgrade my whole setting. You can setting. look at Randy Quaid's face in 4K. And no, goes, I'm that's, back. A, that's the thing. Like, I immediately went, how can I upgrade my setting setup in the cheapest possible way? And the way that I was looking at it was I could spend £300 on a Panasonic Blu-ray player or I could buy the £250 Samsung Blu-ray players. And I fucking hate Samsung. I despise Samsung TVs and fucking you Blu-ray players and everything. Else. Why do you no, hate Koreans? It's not because I hate Koreans, because I like LG. <laughs> The problem is that I used to work in I used to work in Curry's hmm. and I've seen Samsung TVs and I've seen what they do and I fucking despise it. I like Panasonic. 
Mm. I like Panasonic. I like LG. If I was going to go for a cheaper 4K TV, I would have gone LG. But I wanted the best I could get at the time, which was the Panasonic set, the 4K Panasonic set. And it, there's two things that it does better than the LG did, and it's, it, a bunch of shit did better than the Samsung did. Firstly, the panel has a better response time. But Samsung but, made, like, most of their TVs are aimed at just consumer level yeah. basic stuff. Well, that's the thing. They're like, not like I, a Sony Vizio with friggin' every shiny knob and whistle yeah. on it. So, so if I wanted if I wanted a TV... Why isn't there a Sony TV with built-in PS4 yet? Because it would fucking break. That'd be awesome. No, because it would break. That'd be fine. How many how many PS4s went wrong in the original fucking run of the first year? No, they were fine. No, there were fucking tons that went wrong. Yeah, that'd be fine. Fuck tons. And then you've got things like the PS3s kept breaking down as well. You've got the yellow light of death. They're never going to put something that can fail in something that is more expensive than the thing that's going to fail because they'd have to take it back repairing it. Oh, fuck that. That'd be a mess. It'd be awesome. That's why you don't put DVD players in big TVs because fuck that. It's a mess. I used to have VHS TVs back in the day. Yeah, but portable v- TVs. But a VHS TV yeah. isn't too isn't like a TV with a motherboard um, that's just slapped on the side. Panasonic made a a NES TV. I think it was Panasonic. Sharp. Was it Sharp? It was Sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panasonic made the Q. The yeah, GameCube that played DVDs. Yeah, I was watching that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Game did you? Did you? There was, was another telling... GameCube that played DVDs. There wasn't there. I'm pretty sure it was only that one, wasn't it? No, there was another GameCube that played was DVDs it? that had a disc tray that popped up. It was bigger. I can't remember the name of it though. I'm pretty sure there was. I'm like 100% sure. There was a GameCube for hotel rooms. What? Yeah. There was a GameCube that was just done for hotel rooms, like they did with the N64. Yeah. Um, AnyNet or something like that, and that might have had a DVD player chucked in it. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so the Xbox One S. It's an easy sell if you don't have an Xbox. If you've already got an Xbox One, then it's a harder sell. But if you're looking to go into 4K, this is this is essentially dipping your toe into that world. Yeah, and they got the Scorpio thing coming out, which... Lord knows what that's going to be like, and the rumours are that there's going to be games that'll only run on it, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. The thing about the Scorpio is that I'm not... After seeing the PS4 Pro come out, and seeing the original reaction, so games don't work properly. Games work worse on that than they did on the PS4. Games didn't play out in 4K as they expected. There was upscaling. There was checkerboard. All that shit that went on and marred the name of the PS4 Pro is stuff that's turned me off to the idea of adapting to consoles straight away again. See, back when the Xbox One came out, I waited six months before buying it because I couldn't see it for a price any less than 330 quid. And then I just so happened to get that get yeah, Because one from... it was possibly one of the most mismanaged console releases ever. But then Tesco out there on eBay turn around and say, oh, we're now doing consoles that have been returned after December because they're opened but not used for 150 quid. And I jumped on it and bought one. That's the only reason I went to Xbox One. Or I would still be playing on Xbox 360 now. I don't think I've switched on my Xbox 360 for a while. No. <laughs> but um, but in terms uh, of... I bet in- Persona's... Thought of, um, oh, the one we played, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Rock Band's in there. Because oh, I, did yeah, a, I streamed Rock Band. Band, didn't I? Yeah, there you go. It's a couple of months. Well, a couple of weeks. That was, that was a couple of months ago. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Xbox One S. I can recommend it if you don't have an Xbox. If you've got an Xbox One already and you want a 4K Blu-ray player, this is the cheapest option. Just sell your Xbox One and get one of these. Um, if you've got a PS4... And you want to go 4K Blu-ray player, and you don't want to buy a PS4 Pro to get 4K gaming, then just get an Xbox One S. It's it's. You know how they originally wanted to make a media device that fit into any household. They've done it by improving a gaming device and making it more of a gaming device, and that seems fucking ridiculous. It was always going to be a gaming device if anything was going to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Because you're going to have an optical drive in there, no matter what. You're going to, you know, internet capabilities. You're right. But, um, people complain Nintendo Switch doesn't have media stuff on it, and I'm like, well, one doesn't have an optical drive, so okay. 
And secondly, are you really going to need that? Like, have you ever used the web browser on a console on purpose? Yeah, it's fucking dog shit. I can understand maybe because the portable thing and the touchscreen, like a mobile thing. Yeah. But the battery life doesn't last that long anyway, so... Why would you want to do it? I don't know. But, um... It doesn't have 3G, so you're not going to be able to use it anywhere. Like, and what are you going to store the movies on? Like, you have to plug them in the SD card slot all the time, are you? That SD card slot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that means you're not going to have them for any official channels, isn't it? <laughs> Nintendo yeah. ain't going to support piracy like that. They'll have a YouTube app. They'll have a Netflix app. Yeah. It could be a nice little Netflix box, but, you know, I just want to play games on Nintendo consoles. Um. Yeah. The Xbox One S. I give it a... Susan Sarandon? No, it's not quite a Susan Sarandon. The problem... Um, John Krasinski? <laughs> the problem that I have with it, and beyond what I've said, is that it is such an improvement. It shouldn't have been this much of an improvement over a console that they were developing for 10 years. Hmm. You know, they shouldn't have been able to take two years and then go, oh, we've made it even better. That's what happens when you kick out all the departments that are fucking it up. Yeah. I bet you the original spec was probably a lot closer to this. Maybe without a 4K Blu-ray drive, but yeah. I bet the original idea was more like that. Yeah, probably. I mean... No it's, connect. It's pretty fucking great. Does See, it even have the connect port? No, you can get an adapter, <laughs> though. <laughs> no yeah. connect port. Um, one, of the uh, nice, one of the nice things is seeing stuff like Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Which was... Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> which was like a, a console-specific game for like a year. Didn't they have exclusivity for like a year? Yeah, for, well, it came on PC, but console-wise, yeah, a year. Yeah. Um, as soon as you start playing that on an Xbox One S, after playing on an Xbox One, hmm. it looks... It plays better. You played the Xbox 360 version of Rise of the Tomb Raider? No. It's actually shockingly good-looking for a 360 game. Really? Yeah, it actually has a better frame rate than the Xbox One version. Yeah, I'm um, sure it does. Not the it frame did. rate, the input lag. I'm sure There's less did. input lag. Yeah. But the Xbox One S, that's even improved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, back to TVs. That was a weird thing, right? When I first started looking at 4K TVs, when I decided that I was going to buy one and update my TV, because I used to have a Philips. I used to have a Philips. It was... What I used to have was essentially a 46-inch Philips um, monitor. It was a commercial TV that they released, mm. but it was it was too expensive at the time, so people didn't really understand what it was for. So it went down in price really quickly, and I snatched one up as soon as I could because I knew what it was for. It was just a reference level 1080p set with shit speakers. Yeah. It was like a fucking great panel, terrible speakers, and smart speakers. speakers into something else, and you're done. Yeah. yeah. So I had this great fucking picture, terrible speakers. So I bought myself a Panasonic, a Panasonic Blu ray home theater kit, which was a 3.1. Yeah. And the reason it was a 3.1 was it was essentially a sound bar split into three speakers and a massive fuck off subwoofer. But the three speakers would have. Obviously, they would work as if they had Dolby Truce around. Yeah. So you could place them around the room and they would bounce. It was just like a smart sound system. Um, and uh, and I started looking and Samsung, the input lag on Samsung's 86 milliseconds. Which, when you're playing a video game, for anyone who's not, not aware of what video games and how to play a video game or what the TV response rates are, what you're looking for is between 15 and 30 for a good TV. 15 and 30 milliseconds is, is spot on. Yeah. Right. You're never going to get anything lower than that. You might Depends get two on how much milliseconds. You pick up on that stuff, though, man. Yeah. Well, it, it does. It does slightest. make a difference. It does make a difference. Like eighty milliseconds is the difference between you pushing forward and going forward, and you pushing forward and then 
But that's not just anything that causes input lag. The games themselves, yeah. this input. Uh, it's also optimization and shit like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of stuff. But I've tried to explain that to people that just because a game runs at 60 frames per second doesn't mean yes. it's any improvement over 30 frames per second because if the inputs are only being taken in 30 times a second, yeah. you're getting the exact same gameplay. It looks smooth. Yeah. But Street Fighter ain't going to go any faster if you're only receiving 30 inputs a second. One of the best things are explaining to people um, refresh rates. Yeah. And then talking to people about refresh rates and then what the TV will actually do as a response rate. Mm. So it's like, oh, if it's got 200 hertz refresh rate, then that means it's going to be a really smooth image and it's going to take in information quicker. It's like, no, the way it does that is it makes fake images between images. Mm. And because it's doing that, it needs time. So what you're seeing is actually a delayed reaction to what's happening because this is processing as mm. that's going through. And like, Oh, right, so it won't be as good for video games as like, well, you could turn it off and that'll reduce it down. Mm. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, sorry. So Samsung was 86, um, Sony was 14, and that would be great, but the Sony TV was 1500 quid. LG was closer, 64. Mm. And then finally, this TV that was um, 700 quid, I got it a little bit cheaper than that. And, um, and I was on the fence because it was 38. And I was like, oh, fuck, I really don't want to go above that. Because I set myself that target so that I could have everything set and tuned up. Because at the time, mm. I had a specific setup that I wanted to do. And I was going for an Onkyo amp that had HDMI out. So I that specific setup so you could sit there, play a game idly whilst watching something on Netflix and not I didn't, really I didn't used to do either. that. didn't used to do that. Didn't used yeah. to do that. Um, that's a recent development because I can't focus on something right now. Learn to focus. Really. I will. Um, so anyway, so I went I went, and the Panasonic, they had an update like two weeks after I started looking at TVs and the update essentially updated the firmware to make it so it ran hmm. 24 frames refresh rate. No, not 24 frames refresh rate. Sorry, 24 milliseconds response mm. time. So I bought it. Bought it. I've not looked back. It's a great screen. Really, really nice screen. Mm. Really, really good. I watched Interstellar in 4K. Into Stellar. Into Stellar. I watched Interstellar in 4K and it's a transcendent film going experience. Still not watched it. Have you not? I'm just not fussed by Christopher Nolan films a lot of the time. That's fair enough. No, that's fair enough. I watched it because someone said to me it's the greatest IMAX movie. And that's and it, it looks fucking spectacular. I can't I if you if you want a film that just looks so fucking good, you can't. I watched a Terrence Malick film. Yeah, see your life. Tree of Life. Tree of Life. <laughs> With the dinosaurs, that's got fucking dinosaurs in it. Life man. of Pi. Uh, Life of Pi. They did um, Night of Cups and Badlands. Night Cups is and, apparently um, really bad. It's weird. It's like... It feels like improvisational art. Yeah. Yeah, it's really odd. Yeah. Um, but Badlands, you watch that? Thin Red Line. Badlands, is that Kevin Costner? No, that's Badlands is like 1976. That's like years ago. Because Terrence Malick vanished for like 16 yeah, years. Yeah, who's in Badlands? Is it Michael Douglas? It's a, no, it's like really unknown no, actors. No, Kirk Douglas, sorry. It's really unknown. It's like, oh, yeah. But that's the years back. But um, he also did... Uh, you know the version that was a story of... Pocahontas but wasn't it had Colin. The New World yeah New World that's it yeah he did that hmm. yeah oh, that's pretty good good old Terrence Malick he's a weird director yeah bit self-indulgent at times bit very wonky, self-indulgent very good probably one of the best visual artists around do you know who currently is the most energetic and probably my favourite director Edgar Wright that's the best answer for anything when it comes to which is the best Martin Scorsese yeah Martin Scorsese for energy. Old directors Ed these Vision. days are showing the kids how it's done. Holy fuck, silence. Yeah. You still haven't seen it, have you? But you get stuff like Martin Scorsese doing that. You get frigging um, George Miller with Fury Road showing the kids how Babe to do Pig action. Babe Pig in the City. Yeah, Babe Pig in the City. Fuck yeah. You still haven't watched... Yeah. We should sit down and watch um, Fury Road What's the animated film here? Happy Feet. Yeah. Happy Feet. It's a good film. It's dark. Um, <laughs> that is really dark. Um, we should sit down and watch Mad Max Fury Road in yeah, 4K. Because that's a it. fucking incredible film. 
turn the sound up loud. Yeah. It's not even that. It's it's stuff like dust kicking up. You can yeah. see the grain of dust. Like you can see that it's thicker on the bottom where it's heavier. Yeah. And then it's like smoother as it goes up. Stuff like the flames as well. Yeah. The flames licking at things and distorting things that are in the air, like dust and stuff laying up in the air. and moves out like a cloud. Um, also, bandages and shit look fucking gross. <laughs> Most things look gross in the Mad Max That's world. That's true. But yeah, it makes it seem less cartoonish. Did you um, even give a score to the Xbox One S? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I can't remember what I said. Was it like 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't, then I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just so everybody's aware, you can find me at Critapocalypse and you can find Anne at LV54 Space Monkey. Um, as previously explained, I am doing a 100km walk from London to Brighton in May. Um, if you can donate, all proceeds will go to Better Sea Dogs Home. I'm doing an eight of them because I just love the smaller fairies, um, especially the fairies. I got there before you did. That's bad. It's not good. You're meant to be on the ball for this stuff. Like Ewoks. Yeah, I love them. Just fucking Ewoks. I love fucking Ewoks. Anyway, so... Chihuahua. Yeah, if you want to donate, I have a Just Giving page set up. It's on my Beam streaming. It's also nope, on nope. my... So it's on my Twitter. Um, but yeah, please do. If you don't do that, just like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the Can you remember to give me the link this time? Podcast. Oh, what, for my channel? Yeah, for, for just, just giving. giving. Oh, yeah, we'll do. Yeah. We'll do. Uh, but <laughs> as always, I love you guys. I really do. I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, Ant does as well, although he doesn't say. But if you just let us know what you think of everything, we can obviously adapt or no. cry miserably no. on the next. We just doubt the next one. Like adapting to shit. We're so thin-skinned. We're essentially Donald Trump. Don't insult me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've got bigger hands oh. to protect ourselves. Say yeah. bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. We'll see you next time.